This call is now being recorded. There we go. Hello. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? <laughs> how you? I'm all right. Hey, <laughs> you crack me up. Yeah, I'm at the store. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I I knew I was supposed to do. Something. I like we went to the store. We're like I gotta get dinner, and my mom yeah. she broke her ankle, so it's like I kind of have to oh, man. man up a little bit. Do the what did you do? Oh, I took What'd her down. You do a, to her? I took her down a, a like a very hard run up in Tahoe, and last run of the day, yeah. she she caught an edge. She broke her ankle. So, yeah. Oh wow, happened. you actually did it. I was just teasing you. You so actually I didn't do it. You know, <laughs> she wanted to ski with me. I'm like, okay, it was a good run. You know, she just got unlucky. That's. I mean, that's. I'm sorry for her, but that's. That is kind of funny. Yeah. I remember I, I went to, I was trying to help my mom with her balance. And she said, you know, can, she actually asked, can you help me with my balance? I said, yeah, sure. There's a simple little uh, thing you could do here at home. We'll just take the cushions, put them on the floor, and you just try to walk across them. And oh, yeah. the, the first try, she fell and, like, like damaged oh, her rotator no. cuff and oh, no. her shoulder. Her shoulder was never the same after that. Never oh the same gosh. after that. Yeah. So you're in good. I, that's right. We're we're uh, we're in good company with each other, injuring our mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Relatable. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, let me start then by saying, Thomas, the competitive yet gracious. The kind yet intense, you are a mystery to all of us, Thomas. So I am <laughs> so happy that we can delve a little more into your life. <laughs> uh, Thank you. And what what is this that I hear about you giving up an opportunity, giving up Sports Center tonight? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, did my mom tell you about that? God damn She it. did. Uh, yeah, she would, she, she would tell you, of course. Uh, so yeah, yeah basically I was, uh, on my way to school during lunch period cause I missed the two first uh-huh. periods for an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and one of my friend's moms calls and she's like, like right on the spot. She's like, there's this interview and then Vern Grani works for ABC. Um, and he mm-hmm. needs to interview someone who's playing indoor sports because California just lifted the, the ban off indoor sports from COVID. So now we're going to have a season, which is great. Oh. I did yeah. not know this was just like so fast. She's like, she's like, oh, like mm-hmm. you, you guys have a season now. Uh, this mm-hmm. dude wants to interview you like really, like, re- like very fast. She, and I was heading to school. Right. I was like, I was like, I was getting prepared uh-huh. for my classes. I had a test. Um, and is this was, like oh, 8 a.m. Going... or something? Or <clears throat> no, this was um, I, I missed the first two periods, so this was this oh, was okay. at, like almost almost 12 o'clock. So. Right. Um, yeah. I was I was driving to school with my mom and yeah, her name's Denise. Um I'm I'm friends yeah. with her uh son, pretty good friends. And yeah, yeah she's like she's yeah. like there's a guy who wants to interview you about the new sports band. I'm like, Okay, first of all, like like we haven't someone lifted our band and second of all, like <laughs> I'm like for sure for sure I'm interested. Um uh-huh. like I just need to know more about it and she's like, Yeah, like he wants to interview you like really I don't know what time specifically, but like pretty yeah. quickly. And that yeah. means like within like the like a five hour inter inter and like interval. Right. And I was right. like, I was like, I would love to, um, but I have a test and I'm going to school, and 
like it just I don't know I just I could not get my head around it yeah this is no no so you should play this angle because you are now like if a teacher found out about this Thomas they would say wow Thomas is such an amazing student who values his schoolwork even more than his own celebrity you know, uh, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't. I would not even agree with that myself. I, I think. I think I just did not. I mean, now thinking about it, I would have done it. But like, right, it was just so right. fast. She didn't. She didn't explain a lot of it. And I'm like, right. Uh, I. I had to do. I. I went to. I went to a team lift after school, like for. Yeah. For sports yeah. as well. We did a, a yeah. workout. And so, uh-huh. I was like, I have stuff after school. I have, I'm going to school right now. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is going to work because it had to be like right after school because he had to uh-huh. like finish his paper. And I, I know mm-hmm. Bernie Glenn, uh, his kid goes to yeah. my school and he's yeah. pretty famous. He interviews like Clay Thompson and everybody. So right. Right. Big figure. Yeah. I would, I would have loved to. Yeah. It's just, I had stuff after school. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just not, not the right time. Never it's really, time. yeah. You're dead. No, no, this is what you say. Like I would have loved to, I'm just a dedicated student and you know, it's priorities. And, yeah. you know, on to, but, on to week one. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, but, but again, like, I, I mean, I would have done it now that I know. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, I just, right, I was right. so fast. It's like, yeah, yeah I would have done that while I was, rather than going to school, of course. I mean, I think rare. this was, I'm pretty sure you weren't there for this. This was not a year that you came with us to San Diego, but we did a kind of a demonstration in front of the border wall um, when we, uh, when our when our government was se- separating children from their families, and we brought a bunch of stuffed animals and such, and we weren't quite sure. <laughs> this is really funny to be telling this whole story now. Uh, we weren't quite sure what – I wasn't quite sure what uh, we were legally permitted to do uh, oh, in yeah. terms of advocating. And so yeah. – Yeah. And this is a good lesson in civil disobedience and social justice is I – yeah. And so I called the media. I called every media outlet and said, hey, look, there's going to be a group of about 70 teenagers going to the border wall. We've got 200 yeah. some stuffed animals and we're going to demonstrate on behalf of the children being separated. And NBC Universal came with Univision. Oh, and wow. it was funny. I didn't tell I didn't tell anybody this, really. I told the adults that needed to know because uh, I didn't want to get people's hopes up. You don't know if the media is yeah. going to show up or not. But when they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. people were, you know, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing here? <laughs> you know, and, and I said, look, if we're going to go to the border and do this, if something's going to go down, you want cameras on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sure. uh, it was funny. And, but the funny part that makes me think about your your story is they asked if, so I did an interview with them, and then they asked if we had any students who could speak Spanish for Univision. And I yeah. just grabbed Emily Wangenheim because I remember her in that moment saying she took Spanish. <laughs> and she yeah, had no Spanish idea. Too. Right. She's just like, I don't know the language. so Right. She had no idea she was going to be on camera, much less in a foreign language on a foreign broadcast. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was really funny. Blake Miller, you ever have a tall guy? He, he uh he yeah. actually lived abroad in Spain and I didn't think about that when they asked me and he was thinking, Oh man, I was just praying to God you weren't gonna pick me when they asked you that. <laughs> Funny. So maybe someday I could throw you in front of a camera also. Yeah, we'll see how my Spanish comes in. I I just don't trust myself at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, if anything, it's comic relief, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, hey, tell me how – I'm not sure many people would even know this, uh, as we're kind of catching up with one another, hearing how each other's been. How would mm-hmm. you say your own spiritual journey even began? Like when I first, you know, got involved in church and like like God? Is that what you're trying to – Yeah, sure. I mean, just where did your awareness of God come from? If it came from church, you know, or if it came from – family or books or movies or I think I think some other okay well yeah no I think the first the first okay well yeah when I was like very very young I can barely Mm -hmm. remember obviously my mom forced me to go to church uh Mm -hmm. I don't I'm not forced to go to church anymore I actually enjoy it but like she used to force me so Mm -hmm. I guess that was my first uh spiritual thing but I would say honestly like during my knee recovery um I think because my knee had like a, you know, 60-40 chance of healing, and I could have had well, multiple surgery. And let's surgeries. let's pause there. When did this? When did the knee thing happen? Um, about about two years ago, I would say. Yeah. Probably. I yeah. think I got diagnosed with it freshman year. So, yeah. And that's where it's like, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I like, I'm like, why me? You know, it was like, it was like mm-hmm. worse than your typical ACLs, like. Oh, you may need three surgeries to heal this before you can even, you know, get back to running. Uh, so that right. was, that was just like, oh, like, why me? Why me? And then, like, like when I actually got mm-hmm. the surgery, like, during my recovery, you know, I actually, like, I don't usually pray, but I actually prayed. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I tried to be, be grateful for what I had, even though I was, like, somewhat depressed because I was just watching from the mm-hmm. sidelines. Uh, from yeah. my first board that I, I worked so hard to, you know, be good at. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think God heard me, and you know, my first, my six month appointment, he saw a great healing of everything, and he's like, I don't think you're going to need another surgery. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. rehab it a couple more months, and you should be back out there. And it's just like probably like one of the best moments in my life, honestly. So wow, there. So it was just one surgery is all you needed. It's all I needed. I could. I mean, like yeah. I, I had a circulation issue along with like mm-hmm. you know ACL like structural damage. Um, and so the circulation was an issue and they don't know mm-hmm. how much circulation you're going to get back from what, so they mm-hmm. like, they like drilled a hole in my femur so they could get blood flow. Besides the point, they have like a, you know, not the greatest prognosis. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really found God during that time I prayed and, um, yeah, he, he listened. So I, I healed yeah. really well. It's funny. There's this, uh, there's one, the book of Psalms is all these sort of poems and and songs uh, that kind of read like confessions, like really honest confessions from people like yeah. King David or Solomon. And one of the ones that always struck me that sounds like what you're saying is what you desire is not burnt offerings. It's a broken and contrite heart. And mm-hmm. I hear that in a bit of your story because the burnt offering is sort of the ritual. Like what David's saying is, I understand God. You don't really just want me to go through these rituals. Like what you really want from me is a broken heart, like a heart mm-hmm. that really yearns for you and connects for you. And, mm-hmm. and, but I think it's also important what you said that you, you know, if you hadn't been forced to go through those rituals, 
through your, throughout your childhood, you probably wouldn't have been mm-hmm. sitting there praying, praying on the surgery bed, oh, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, like yeah, no, right. No, it, it was more. It's more during the recoveries. Like it's just unknown. Like is it going to heal? Is it going to not? Like all I can do mm-hmm. is just open. Mm-hmm. You know, just be grateful of everything mm-hmm. that I have anyway. So yeah, maybe and more. In that moment, I had a lot more gratitude right. as well. So yeah, that's all. I, I wanted to ask you about that because I was. I mean, you know, I was kind of there with you in spirit through a lot of that stuff. And, you know, I know we messaged yeah, back I mean, and forth through it. it. Yeah. And I always am curious, because you even said this, that you were sort of, you know, balancing being grateful and kind of handling sort of depression over it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that something that was a daily battle? Was it a weekly battle? Was it something, so, yeah. you know, within the moment? It's, it's really interesting. So, like, you know, when I was totally fine playing sports every day, mm-hmm. like, being happy, um, I didn't yeah. really think about, like, how, how lucky I was to have all these things and I didn't have so mm-hmm. much gratitude. But right. I, I took it a different approach. Like, when I was going through this troubling, like, knee recovery, um, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm like, oh, like, I could have cancer. You know, I could have a broken heart. Like, mm-hmm. I, like a literal broken heart Like I, that I – like mm-hmm. I'm going to be deal with the rest of my life. Um, like mm-hmm. it was pretty bad, like the mm-hmm. knee, but I'm saying like, I could have had it worse. And I feel mm-hmm. like when you, you have stuff like that, you are actually more grateful because right. first of all, like I'm going to live. And second of all, it's like, I don't have, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be battling this my whole life, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So you have more gratitude yeah. even when you're in your darkest days. I feel yeah. like I just, I feel like after, after this whole thing, like, after this, like, I'm healed right now, like, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. Like, I, I just appreciate every time I step onto the court or, you know, I'm, I'm in the gym doing squats. Um, mm-hmm. I just appreciate my knee and I appreciate, like, I'm just more grateful. I'm, I'm more aware of the purpose and, like, I'm more aware of just, like, how lucky I am to even get this opportunity to play. So, basically. It, you know, I... <laughs> I think one of my favorite moments of watching you play basketball was when you guys were playing Branson and mm-hmm. you, <laughs> your brother, I remember that. you actually, you actually were benched <laughs> for disciplinary I was reasons. I, I, yes, yeah, the whole first half, <laughs> I was benched for disciplinary reasons, got out in the second half, scored 18 points in the second half. I coached, coach right. got me mad inside and I was just playing angry the whole game. So it was pretty fun. Exactly. I love watching you play because you play with this intensity and ferocity that is, I just love to watch. And that yeah. game was especially funny because you guys were down by a lot at halftime. Yeah, no, the first and half we were you down almost, by 30. Yeah, and you almost came back after that yeah. just flurry of offense that you produced. And yeah. it was also funny because, you know, some of the parents were giving your parents a hard time on the sidelines. <laughs> but you have that you know you're an intense player and now after this I'm hearing all this about gratitude do you still play with the same level of intensity oh, of is there more you know, yeah. is there more joy involved yeah so there there is there's joy you know before practice I'm like oh thank you for this opportunity once I step on the court you know I'm trying to be the most physical person I'm you know, I did have a growth spurt, but, you know, I'm still not the yeah. tallest player. I'm not the biggest player. Right. I have actually gained right. a lot of, like, good weight, though. I'm probably yeah. one of the bigger players now, but I'm not as tall as everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, like, I, I, you know, I, I don't play with 
the joy the joy that brings me in the basketball game is when mm-hmm. I play mad. I I feel like once I yeah. once I'm mad, I'm ticked off, and I score. I'm taking over yeah. the game. That's what that's the yeah. joy about it for me. It's, I'm super competitive. Right. If you ask my yeah. brother, my parents, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to be the most competitive yeah. person and everything. And they don't yeah. like it sometimes, yeah. you know. Like we can even just yeah. be playing a board game, and I'm like sweating. Yeah, I'm just going super hard, or I'm, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just me. We've we've all seen some of that. Like Thomas, we're just yeah, you know playing a dumb card game right now. It's not that important, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I need to win that. I need to win those types of games. So. That's interesting. Now, how do you, through that whole process, I, I remember texting you and snapping with you through that recovery and you mm-hmm. talking about, like, you know, me sort of checking in in my youth pastorly duties. Yeah. Uh, and you acknowledging that, like, God is with you through this and God kind of mm. bringing you through different sort of hurdles that you had to clear throughout yeah. the process. Yeah, oh, how, yeah. how did you know that God was with you through those hard times? Um, well, I, I mean, I think I knew he was with me um, mainly after I got, like, my first checkup, which was good news. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't – I didn't really feel him – I don't really feel him through – like, cause I was just like, oh, is this gonna heal? Or is this not gonna heal? And then like when it healed, when it was healing, not fully healed, it was healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I was like, oh, like you know, like God was listening to me, listen to my prayers, and it's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. I felt Him more after the mm-hmm. worst part than I did at my lowest point, which is, mm-hmm. I don't know, a little odd, but wow. okay. Wow. Was this whole process? It, it sounds like this is a lot of where your faith journey has become personal to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, have there been other things in your life that have contributed to it being a more personal thing where it's not just something that your mother has forced you into or quote unquote yeah. forced I mean, you into? Or, yeah. yeah, I would, I would say, um, I would say like when we go volunteer at Glide with mm-hmm. homeless people, mm-hmm. Um, I don't right. really think about it, but then we, when we go to actually, when we go to the glide and, you know, mm-hmm. after we're done and we, we drive over the bridge, like from the Tenderloin, and we drive over to Marin County where it's just like, you just would not know they're so close together. Um, right. I was, you know, you're just like, oh, like, I'm so, gratitude comes in again. Like, gratitude is my biggest thing now. It's just like, we're so lucky to live here. We're so lucky to have a roof over our house and, like, food on the table. And, yeah, mm-hmm. it just makes you, just makes you think like, um, like I'm really happy I help these people, uh, because I, we have it so much more easy compared to, you know, those people. So mm-hmm. I guess, I guess when we go to Glide, yeah, I, I feel more spiritual and like not my mom forcing me mm-hmm. to do it. And yeah, yeah, at this point, it's like my mom doesn't force me, you know, right. force my yeah. spiritual life anymore. Kind of more me. Yeah. Are you, do you feel like you're able to contribute to your family's spiritual life now? Your mother was the influential factor in your spiritual mm-hmm. life up until recently. So now that yeah. you have kind of taken this on for yourself, do you feel like you have an influential – are you able to impart some spiritual health, some connection to God in your own home, like amongst your mom, dad, and brother? Um, I would say, honestly, is it's more personal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess when – you know, like when we hear like, oh, one of our friends, like friends' moms has cancer or something. It's like, oh, like we mm-hmm. all, as a whole family, we become, we pray, we, 
more spiritual. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it's more like I don't really I don't talk to my brother about spiritual stuff. I mean, if if I need mm-hmm. to pray, if I need to um, be with God in some way, it's it's more just like me rather than it is Cole. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, rather yeah. than it is both of us. I mean, I don't know what Cole right. feels, but uh, yeah. it's definitely more personal than it is yeah. like with my family. Yeah. Well, we'll get him on here and find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what do you feel like God's been saying to you lately? I mean, now that you've kind of come out of this, you know, tough season of your life, and think, even all of us now, you know, we're back in school now. I mean, what is where is God leading you now? Um, I think... First of all, I think I think this whole you know knee thing um, was a blessing disguise because now mm-hmm. I know how to handle like crazy adversity. Um, nothing mm-hmm. it it taught me it taught me to handle crazy adversity. Now like like an, I'm an AP bio AP bio is very hard. Now an AP bio test if I don't understand it, um, it's not. I've been through that adversity way worse with my knee and the odds of it healing than, you know, getting an A on that test. So I think mm-hmm. it was it was a blessing in disguise that it happened, so it taught me to be – it bettered me, and I think yeah. that he's leading me to better things because I'm more prepared yeah. to handle adversity yeah. and, you know, take on challenges, like, right as they come at me. Right. No shortcuts. And you know something else? It's it's not just your your story at this point. It's that – when other people go through adversity, I mean, you are somebody that has some idea of the tools needed and the the proper attitude to get through those things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you've, I mean, as you start reconnecting with people, I mean, there are a lot of your friends that are like this past year has been the hardest thing that they've had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And having someone like yourself there that has this gift there. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, which is why we title the book Romans. (laughs) He said, you know, Mm -hmm. we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. And it's it's I think we can lose sight of that when we're in the when we're in the darkness, when we're in the hard time. We forget that. You know, I know God loves Mm -hmm. me, but there's no way this can be used for good. And right now we are in this. Your generation especially is in this storm, you know, yes. where how can this possibly be good, you know? Yeah. And, you know, someone like you may will be one of the people that kind of helps lead you to something good out of it, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I've actually benefited benefited from this pandemic um, mm-hmm. in ways that I never thought I would. So Yeah, how's that? Uh, first of all, first of all, it taught me – I think I can use this because I also I want to my goals are to go to medical school and I want to be a you know a sports medicine doctor orthopedic surgeon mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. deal with kids like like me because it impacted my life like my my doctor right. impacted my life in a great way yeah uh, anyway mm-hmm. it taught me this taught me self motivation um, during the pandemic for school mm-hmm. it taught me mm-hmm. um, to like learn by myself and be more of an independent learner in person. Um, and just do taught me just just it taught me to be an older person. Like I just like I'm doing stuff by myself now that mm. you know I feel like 16 year olds don't do. Like like mm-hmm. you know doing making making your dinner is, is like you know how that how simple that sounds like <laughs> making your dinner and like right. 
doing self motivating yourself without your parents telling you to do your homework. Like, oh, I need to get this done right. to better myself. Right. And my mom's not yeah. telling me to do it. And another one is um, me and my friends uh, never used to lift weights. Kind of was yeah. the first, and we all invested into my yeah. friend Billy's house, and we got we got a weight set there. Uh, yeah. Or he got a weight set. We he invited us over, and we just found a love for like lifting our own pods. Like when we couldn't see yeah. other people, like we just made a pod. Yeah. It's like all right, no one else can yeah. like you know no one else is coming in, so it's COVID safe, and no one else is like seeing other people. Yeah. Just gonna be us for like six months, and yeah. um, I gained like I want to say twenty five pounds, twenty five to thirty pounds of yeah. you know good weight, like mm-hmm. almost like almost all muscle. Like you know, there's some chub because I've been mm-hmm. bulking, but. Mm-hmm. Um, some pretty good weight, and it's it's found yeah. it's benefited me in basketball, benefited my self confidence, yeah. um, and I found a love for yeah. it. it's like a healthy lifestyle. Like I can, I can build on this yeah. when I grow up. I can like right. find a love for lifting weights. So that's awesome. I need to I need to get you out of here, but we ask everyone kind of the same closing question. Now that we're yeah starting to gather again, we should be having uh, if you're Let's see, we're we're talking right now March 4th. We should be having our first youth group gathering on a Sunday in a couple Sundays. Uh, okay. But as things yeah. start to reopen for the church in general, mm-hmm. like what, what sorts of things are you most looking forward to getting back to with the youth group or with the church at large? Um, I think I think getting back to like um, – I feel like the talks and the lessons you give us are actually pretty mm-hmm. beneficial, and I have always have a fun time. You always make it, like, fun in a way. Yeah. Like, usually yeah. church is, like, and my idea, it could be, like, mm-hmm. a boy, can you just read from a Bible? But it's, like, you make it fun mm-hmm. and interactive with, our, with the other people. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, the friendships you have, you know, there's some, like, there's some good friendships that you can make, especially during the mission trip. Yeah. Like, people I never yeah. knew um, make some good friendships, yeah. and it's just getting back to that kind of activity it would mm-hmm. be pretty fun. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. We mm-hmm. try to make it fun. It helps. It helps when there's uh, easy people to make it fun with, and you're one of them. Oh, so. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hey, man, Thomas, thank you so much for taking time and all the stuff you've done for the people at WPC. I know you've helped with Sacred Stories, helped with my own children. So, uh-huh. thank you for this time. All the other times you've you've helped us. Uh, you're the man. All right. Thank you for uh, having me.